it is what it is. Dennis, how are you doing this lovely evening? Better, better. Thank you. Better than. Better than before the evening began. Uh, better than I was scurrying, working, sending information via written document and documents over 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 chumps, writing and sending and documenting and. <laughs> Who does that? It's like it's just such bullshit. But anyway, yeah, a ice cold fat tire in my hands. Uh, wonderful amber that I'm ice cold never fails fat me. tire. Yeah, baby. You sent me a photo of a fairly almost completely lean-to shed. Oh dear! The at least the skeleton of such that hopefully we will share both in these show notes and also in upcoming show notes with the f- finished product. Well, having uh, had the foundation approved, as we discussed last week, I put a floor in of uh, two-inch by eight-inch boards that I may have mentioned. Lowe's had put out to dump $680 worth of wood, mm-hmm. treated lumber, if you know the difference in the in how it works. It's, it's pressurized with a chemical that, that keeps it from rotting. So it's called treated, right. okay. and uh, it's more expensive, and it's heavier and shit because it's been soaked. I mean, and tends to stay straighter, and it's a good piece. Of, this is so what they were. It's this what I do it. when I edit this podcast is I put so much pressure and I soak it such that it is worth more. I think you soak it, soak it. I, I soak it in love juice, oh. Oh, and. And I don't even want to. Is that capital L, capital J? Is this a product or uh, one that we could market? It, Did it, you drink it or, or rub it on your junk? Neither, really. It's it's about soaking into the audio format in a way that, that I, I think our listener can hear the love juice in their ear right now as I'm speaking. It feels moist in their, in their ear. <laughs> well, not sure where we're headed with this. Suddenly... A little hyper, wiggling around in your seat a little bit. I see you seem to be more than normal. Getting, getting excited, tantalized. We should probably change the subject. I want no more sex well, acts by you. T- tell me more about your floors, Dennis. Bring me oh, down to your so, floors. The next job was to get the posts laid so that they were number one up against lay the, lay those posts. the existing garage, straight and true and square. And then on the 10 foot corner, of essentially what it, the deck I created with the cinder block, the concrete, the anchored two by eights and the two by six inch wooden floor. So it's quite a structure. In fact, one of the pictures I showed you that had spotchly leaf shadow on the deck that made it interesting to look at. Spotchly leaf shadow on the deck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spotchly leech leaf leaf. Although shadow. I did read, uh, I did read a passage. It comes to mind of a man who who was shot down in his airplane over a swamp-infested jungle and managed to survive with broken legs and whatnot. But he landed in the water to some degree in a river and had to use the river to travel. Mm-hmm. And when he came out of it, he was so covered with black leeches mm-hmm. that he did what you're never supposed to do and knock them off. Which you're supposed to leave them on. Yes, until they fill and then they fall off. They just go. Because when you knock them off, you leave a part of their head underneath your skin. And the head fucking turns into pus and rots into your body. And this poor motherfucker was head to toe bandaged. And he said when he when his fiance visited him in the hospital, he said I and he was he was British and he said, I, I knew that I shouldn't knock them off, but they were so wretched. I, mm. I had to rid myself of them and and consequence be damned. That I was half out of my head, mind you, and I had to get them off. Indeed. Each one turns into it. But anyway. My leech memory, which luckily for me is not a personal physical thing, is from the movie Stand By Me, where where the boys are out and they're in the water somewhere. I guess they're like cleaning their clothes or, or just having a swim or something. And one of them looks down and opens their opens their underwear and looks down and it's just, oh God, what do I do with this? There's a leech there where I right. don't want it to be, yeah, where that, no one yes. wants it to be. And, and I just saw an, a, a video interview with that actor. Yes. Will Wheaton? Yes. Yes. So Will Wheaton has become 
super famous in nerd culture. He has a following on Tumblr and Twitter and all of these places. And I don't know if he has his own podcast, but he has been on many. And he is generally so respected in this nerd culture world where basically not from that movie, of course, but from his appearance in, in Star Trek and also his willingness to discuss openly mental illness and depression and stuff and also his nerdery around things like Magic the Gathering games and things. And his connections led him to be a sort of regular nerdy character, the Big Bang Theory, which, of course, boosted his his level even further because Big Bang Theory was such a, a, a success. It was the Friends of the last decade, uh-huh. where towards the end, all the main characters were making a million dollars per episode. Yeah, I never which seen is one pretty, single episode. Which is, which is pretty close to what we're pulling in at patreon.com slash happy hour. Just wanted to put that in there. A million what? A million tiny, tiny, tiny little slivers of pixels that could potentially eventually turn into, I don't know, we don't get any love there, but we would like some more love there. Anyway. So you sent me some info about a little uh, pixel controversy. I did. I thought you might want very strange thing in the and I've got to tell you that it's fascinating as it was as, as our listener will will soon hear from you the most interesting thing to me was to watch what happened with the different colored hands under a hand sanitizer I did not that, n- that, notice that part that was included as a video within the within the article you sent me what I sent you was a tweet that will be in the show notes at happy hour .fm slash 077, I believe it is. And so what happened was, I don't know if this, how well, how prepared and mm, thought out this was, but what it looked like was someone, okay, so with Facebook and Twitter and any place where you post a picture, where it appears in a feed, where there is a set space for the picture to appear, somehow the software has to cut off that picture so that it fits in the feed so that one feed item that has a picture that is 20 pixels wide by a thousand tall doesn't just take up all of your feed, right? Yeah, right. So it has to be cut off somewhere and it has to decide where to cut it off. And at first, I remember when this technology was nascent and at first it would cut it off in a really stupid place where you couldn't see anything and you were like, what the hell is this? And then you would click on it and you would like you would click on a thing that looked like someone's pelvis and then you would see, oh, this is a picture of a whole person or something. Or right, right. you would click on something that looks like somebody's, somebody's knees and it was like, oh, that whatever yeah. it was had had chosen uh, the wrong place to right. show this preview. And so the social media networks spent a lot of money teaching their algorithms to find the face in an image and such to to show the faces uh, of the people that were in the picture rather than the knees of the people that were in the picture, which, of course, is better for them because it in, because it makes you click on the picture, which means more engagement and more time spent on their platform, which means more right. ad revenue right. in the long run, right. uh, which is well, the way well, that works. So Let th- me interject this. Let me interject for a second because it's an image. It's an image that comes to me as you're speaking just now. And it is an image of Joe Biden and Donald Trump in shorts and a close-up of their knees. And it's you ought to search for that. You want me to search for an image of the close-up of the knees of the presidential candidates of 2020. It's it's a good summary. That's okay. So that took almost as long as my request. The knees. Okay. Anyway, back to anyway, my story. I, Though, so the social media companies spent all this money to yep. have these algorithms that chose the right way to cut an image to display. And they have been very successful. I, for sure, have noticed that whenever a friend of mine posts a picture on Facebook, for example, or Twitter, I it shows the person, and then I click on it, and then I see this is a whole picture of a wedding photo, and uh, there's a dog there that I didn't see before in the preview. Uh, but they do a good job of choosing the part of the picture that includes the person. And this person on Twitter, which we will link to, 
ran this test where they made an image of Mitch fucking McConnell on one end of a very tall picture, of a very tall image, and on the other end, the portrait of Barack Obama. And there was one picture where there was Mitch McConnell at the top and Barack Obama at the bottom, and then another picture where there was Barack Obama at the top and Mitch McConnell at the bottom. And they said, let's just see what Twitter decides to show for the previews of these two images. And they posted it, and it turns out Twitter chose the ugly-ass white guy for both of them. And they did another test where they were like, it must be the red tie that was really mm, kicking things off, so let's let's Photoshop and change the, the color of the tie. And nope, still chosen Mitch McConnell. And then they did this thing where they inverted all the colors, where it's like a, a negative, for those of you that remember uh, film, like my co-host. It was, and then they posted that, and it turns out it chose Obama, because Obama now had lighter skin than McConnell. So I have so many things to say about this. First of all, I've seen, since then, I've seen uh, tweets from the Twitter team saying, yeah. we worked really hard on this. It seems that we have more work to do. Thank exactly. you for pointing this out. And my other thought is, uh, this is such a bait for yeah. liberals to stew over rather right. than focusing on actually right. making fucking change in the world. In this the, is another one of those, this is another one of those, God damn it, I'm so upset with the status quo, right. uh, I'm so angry, blah, 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 blah. And we, so we can focus all of our effort so, and all of our interest on this story rather than on actually getting people to vote for the right fucking person. Anyway, Dennis, over to you. So there's the thing, that this software was developed using a facial database that was overwhelmingly white. For sure. And in so doing, they programmed uh, pixel-level color, among other things, to try to discern what they were what they were actually looking at. And so there's that, which makes sense to me as a reason. And the other one was I saw, I'm sure, maybe you did, where they tried changing the background, simply the, kept the pictures the way they were, but put in darker or lighter backgrounds because the backgrounds varied and they got different results. Hmm. Did you see that? I did not take that and, deep into the... And then the the automatic hand dryer or soap dispenser that had been developed to catch motion based on examination or capturing of light and were similarly programmed to be able to be delicate enough to catch a reflection of a white hand. Hmm. But if it was a dark hand, which... To some degree, that I don't know. There's that all, much difference. This is not but the first time. The, the Google had a, Google had trouble uh, a couple of years ago, where Google Photos does this clever thing. Google Photos is so fucking clever that you can. There were stories of people where you people. Like with Google Photos, you can have it upload all of your photos to Google Photos. And that's true for both uh, iOS and, of course, Android users. And then you can go to Google Photos and you can search for things like uh, dog. And it will show you all the photos of all the dogs that you have taken. That all of your photos, they include dogs. And you can search for, because what is Google best at? Search. But then you can do stuff like, there were cases where you could search for Paris. And it would show, and even if you hadn't been to Paris... Sometimes it would show you photos where in the background there was an image of the Eiffel Tower. Like there was a picture on the wall of an Eiffel Tower and you were just there doing whatever. And Google, Google's algorithm said, oh, look, I've recognized the Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower there in that, in that image. And I'm going to show you and I'm going to you know, return this result. And Google had this problem a couple years ago where if you searched for a gorilla, it would show you images of your black friends. And that was not okay with the press. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> and what the fuck? That was a bit of a hubble. And how was it known? How was it re released? It was in use, or that was part of the testing? No, that was in use. Someone discovered that. Like Long it was public. Yet. It was a public API and a public uh, service. And someone searched for a gorilla, and their black man showed up. Exactly. We but but like it's. This problem of racism and racist computer programs, like it, it's tough. Like a human-looking face with totally black skin. If you've only been trained on white people and, and gorillas, like it's, I don't know. It, it's complicated. It's not. Uh, it's bias in your database. 
and it's more or, offensive to us than if you look logically at the pixel data. But anyway, Google had some trouble with this. So it's been AI in general and this sort of visual learning technology has had trouble in the past and will continue to with the reflectiveness of human skin. Uh-huh. Indeed. Indeed. This is this tutorial is alarming, unsettling, unfortunate, mind-boggling, and I'm certain that the Confederates will use it as proof. Say, say gorilla and he picks up one of them. The degree of if the gullible, if there's a gullible part of our population in this country that is challenged as to follow QAnon, and actually in a way that, that they could describe it in some detail, anything then, anything less than that is certainly within the realm of possibility. Yeah, but I don't know. It seems so such a double standard to be like, oh, look, science confirms my beliefs when it does. And then when it doesn't, science is bullshit. I don't know. Dennis. Yes. What's up with your shed, man? So then shed I, some uh, light, bro. I erected the south wall, which was the easiest. That's the wall that is going to accept the weight of the roof that has a tin roof that glides down the water. When you, hold that, on, I have a question. When you build structures, do you talk about the walls as north, south, east, and west in general? Always. Okay. Yes, I do. Otherwise, it's easy to whatever. It's also the front. But anyway, because it's a solid wall that's a little over six feet, three inches high off the floor, relatively easier to build. And there's three posts spanning 12 foot. So post in the corner, one at six feet in the middle. And in between those, the end post and the middle post, you build a wall that fits in there. And you do that again on the other half of the wall. But it's a matter of laying two by four on the floor, up the side of the post, over the top, and then put studs in between that are measured perfectly to fit. Mm -hmm. And uh, then nailing, then that's the, what you put together, and it's all standing up on its own without any nails or glue or anything because you cut it close enough that it fits tight. There mm -hmm. is a top board nailed across the top. You've got to start with something, and so that's there. So and then this you image, just take this, it all down and nail it together. This photo so that you, you create, sent me yes. is what you're describing? That's two about six-foot-wide walls that are a little over six foot tall. And you literally, you can see how they how the, the frame mm -hmm. fits in there so that when you take it apart, having balanced I mean, it all up there, you just nail it together. And then if everything works to form, which you did perfectly well, there's no reason it shouldn't, then when you lift it, you put it right underneath there and it sits right next to the poles and you drill in the poles and the floor and there is your two walls and then you take the, the top piece off that was also used to cap it. And it's fucking solid, man. So that's wall one. Wall two tomorrow is the west wall. That is the window wall. The so, window wall. Uh, yes, we'll see that next. I'm a window wall. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> so the, the... So... I'm looking at this photo that will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 077. And also, I guess in the chapter art, if you're watching this in a podcast player that will show you chapter art. So I see that it's like you've got, you've covered the wall of the building that you're attaching it to. And how are you going to get into the space? It's from a door inside one of, these walls, it's like it's separate from the space that you're attaching it to, or will there be a door that you've already covered up with plywood in this picture? Oh, shit. You're right. There's no door. Oh, man. You built a, you built a little a little hollow place with no door. Fuck. It's a sarcophagus. It's a sarcasticus. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, actually, the uh, window, which is uh, the west side, the west wall, faces the back of my house. Uh -huh. So when you walk out my house and walk down the steps, you'll be looking at my existing garage to the left with the big double door that you see in a picture with the sun on it. And then, and then, and then the addition, that part of the building has a window. The front, the walls of which you, you just received is actually going to have 
it's going to be underneath another extended awning to add another eight feet of covered space with just a couple of posts. And that's where my gardening shed will be. And I'll have a little fire. Uh, Wait a second. Place in there. You're building a lean-to on your lean-to? The second one is, strangely as it may sound, it's called Lean on Me. I don't, I don't know Lean how that happens. That's strong. Yeah, okay. So anyway, so the next is, the, and so the opposite wall to the window is mm-hmm. on the east side of the garage. Yeah. And you Of the building, I should say, the add-on, well, in, mm-hmm. in the garage. But you can see in the picture, if you look, yeah. on the east side, there's a fence, which is my neighbor's fence in my neighbor's garage. And in my garage... There is a big window, and then there is a doorway that leads into the existing garage. You can see that in the picture. It's quite a big space. Now, to answer your question, because that's how you get in and out of my garage, besides the big double front door. That's how I get in and out. Garage to the shed will be on that same side because there'll be some walking back and forth between the two Mm -hmm. buildings. Rather than if I would put a door in that back wall, which I had to take the shingles off one by one, and stack them and save them. And then I had to apply in the space where the shingles were. I showed you pictures of this. Yep. Cutting the shingles out, and then I applied the plywood so it was flush with the shingles. That was quite the job. And so far, that's holding. Um, Th- those photos are at happyhour.fm slash 075, if you'd like to see those pictures. There's incredibly helpful videos that I've watched that go step-by-step. And, YouTube will teach you how to do anything. And, and advisedly. Uh, unlike yeah, our podcast. And, yes. <laughs> and coordinated with the holder of the code, which in this case is the city of, of the Kalamazoo. holder of the code. I am the holder of the code. You I'm must obey me. The code, and I got to blow my nose. <laughs> and so I called the dude. Hey, John, what about this? Hey, John, what about that? And John takes my call no matter where he is. He's John, just so great. Well, I'm at a great conference. Guy. You got a quick question? I said, yeah. Hey, I want, what if I go from an eight foot extended wall to a, 10-foot wall. Can I do that without having to put another post in? He John said, yeah, you can do that as long as you you apply uh, two 2x12s to hold the weight of the roof. 2x12s bolted together. Two 2x12-inch two boards that are 12 feet long. Can you imagine the heft of those motherfuckers? I, I'm, I am right now, yes. It's amazing. So I've got to figure out how to do that alone. And I use... Do have any helpers? Or friends or no, anybody? I can I have access if I need it, but I pride myself in being a bit of an Egyptian when it comes to building the pyramids. <laughs> what is it's your not supposed to be shaped like a pyramid, but I'm afraid it might turn out that way. Oh, what's this? What's the name of your, is... of your friend that you just mentioned, oh I would love to have this happen and then it happens? Oh, baby. Take it off. Roll yeah. me over in the clover. Roll me over, lay me down, and do it again. Do it again. So, since we have spoken, I came across, well, the podcast editing software. I've gone through a couple in our tenure, and one would hope it's noticeable that this is better. I have one where it will, it does this crazy thing where it converts our speech into text. No shit. End of quote. Exactly. And it does this thing where, so imagine we're talking and it converts everything that we say into this text document. We are talking. We don't have to mention it. Imagine as if we were talking. We're not just texting. We are talking. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm lost. Okay. So try over, try another way. We try another teaching method. We done spoke. Can you can you give me a smell that would help me remember? See, those those are the moments that are hard for me to edit because this podcast editing software takes our speech and puts it into words and it presents it as a document. And then if there's a thing where Dennis says something stupid, racist or something, I can go and and select those Wait words. What do you mean? Stupid is yeah, yes. What do you mean? I'm stupid all the time, but racist, why is that why is that? Why do you mention that as if that happens? I'm just I mean, giving an, an example. If the example were about someone other than me, then I would uh, understand yes. it. And if, again, I copped to stupid. 
Okay. It's, it's, okay. It's, so it, there you go. That's true. That's true. I've never deleted a single racist statement by Dennis. Stupid's part of my DNA. Right. You, I can't get. I, I can't get. I can't get much smarter than what my mom gave me. All right. So for the fifteen paragraphs where Dennis is talking and it just doesn't make any any sense, you can go and select that text and just as if it were a document and erase it, and it edits the audio file. Which is just wild. It only deletes. It, it doesn't add to it. If it could replicate my voice, if you were to insert, and then he said, blah, 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 and put something witty in there, or something smart in there, something that unusual, and then my voice would say that thing. That's, huh? Huh? Thank you for you falling into it? my trap, where it turns out this software has developed this capability of allowing you to change words that were said. If you said, I think that Dennis is beautiful, and for some reason we wanted to go back and change that to gorgeous, you could go back and edit that word, change it to gorgeous, and if it had trained on your voice, which we will get to, it can change that so that it matches exactly the tenor and the, and the timbre of your voice as you were speaking, such That's that it sounds like you fucking said that. That's fucking scary. Which so, is weird. Similar, so hold on. Similar to what you're saying that you said earlier in an early episode in numerous that at some point soon we'll never we'll exactly. not be able to believe anything that we see. Correct. Now Correct. you're saying and now anything that we hear, which yes. is way different than what you see. Yes, for, for sure. Way different. So the for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. The so the the so this ability to do this requires training. You have to train the AI to learn your voice. So the other day when my kids were away, I did this training where it had me read an hour of a Planet Earth commentary. Have you seen Planet Earth? This a BBC thing where it's like, oh, now the penguins are, are caring for their eggs and then they have to go and then the seals come and then the polar bears and the grizzly bears and do this. And the entire script, like I I had, I have seen the footage that this script goes over. So it was really interesting. But so I, I did this thing where I spoke for, like they say for a minimum of 30 minutes, but if you want to do it, if you want it to be really better then you do another 30 minutes. And so I recorded an hour of mm, reading this script for planet earth where we talked all where we where i talked all about the rivers and the jungle and the sloths and the wolves and the polar bears and stuff right, and right. so i i spent a fucking hour reading this and Just reading it with inflection and <clears throat> so you're, you're supposed you're supposed to speak in the energy that you want it to be if in you an want interesting it, way if you're you want it to be like this then you can talk like this and then it will come out like this but if you want to be like quite. oh and then the grizzly bear fucking did that thing to the, to the seal and it was and like then, oh, man. and then he stood up in his hind legs it was so fucking big and right. it fucking get pox scraping against a tree exactly that kind so, of thing yeah so are you doing voices and the grizzly bear said you better get out of my way <laughs> The man said, "No, don't slash me with your giant claws." Yeah, well, you do voices? No, oh. it was you. you I was oh. reading as if I were David Attenborough over this over this script. Hello, hello. It's just you write a little bit of action. Right. If you want to record your own voice doing that for sixty fucking minutes, good luck. But anyway, so I, I recorded do this, that, but I couldn't stop. Then, if I recorded your whole day would be in, in British. I wouldn't be able to quit. Right. My wife would say. What's the matter with you now? <laughs> what are you talking like that? Stop it. You're wearing me out now. Your wife would adapt the British accent to tell you oh, off about why you're... Lower yourself. <laughs> Jesus, criminy. But anyway, I, I recorded an hour of this, and I uploaded it, and I was like, okay, phew, thank, thank God I, fin I finished this. Oof. We'll sweat see. On your I, there was sweat on my forehead, and my, and my throat was raw, as it is when we finish these podcasts. And other regions were moist. Oh, as always, as always. Uh, <laughs> always. Oh, God. <laughs> That's uncharted territory. <laughs> listen, listen, let the show notes reflect. Shit, we'll take this up in another meeting. I mean, I don't... <laughs> with, with, the, with the microphone rolling, I can't really have the the dryer running to blow all the... Anyway, 
so I uploaded this and I was like, oh, thank God. And, you know, I finished this finally and I went off to do other work and I got this email from the place that does this work and they said, we got your upload, but we couldn't understand any of your audio. And I went what? and I looked and for the whole hour I had been recording from some other audio input. So the whole thing was like for a whole fucking hour while I was speaking all this. Oh my God. So, what did I do? What a fucking bonehead. What a what? fucking bonehead. So what did I do? I went and I read it did all again. again. I read it all again. Because did I do what needs to be done. Of course of I did it better the second time. So one thing I've learned uh, in all my schoolwork, whenever I lost a document where you I type up it. a thing, then when you write it not back enough. again, you do it better the second time. Yeah. And from quick. memory. Better and quicker well, and better. Of course, not quicker when it comes to uh, verbal, but quicker well, when it comes to written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and yeah, and better. And like the instructions on this thing were, don't go back and try and correct your mistakes. Don't worry if you say the grizzly bear choked on the salmon when really the grizzly bear uh, captured the salmon or whatever. Don't don't go back and, and, and correct your mistakes. I did a little bit of that on the second time, but generally I did a pretty solid reading. And so anyway, so in the end, on this particular day, I spent two fucking hours reading, which was more speaking than I do ever in a day. And so, like, I was exhausted, and my throat was like, oh, thank God I don't do more podcasts than this every week. But anyway, the so then I sent it off, and that one was actually, like, this time when I recorded it, I actually saw the real-time transcription as I was speaking on in my oh, in no the software. Oh, shit. It was pretty crazy. And on, 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 on one of two screens? Yeah, 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 on, on, on my computer screen. And it was maybe five seconds behind. Nowadays, the your Android phone can do this pretty quickly too, but I, it was impressive. And sometimes I would say, "Let me go back and do that thing," and then I would go back and do. Sometimes I would say, and I could go back and 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 because it was this software where you can just select the text and remove it, it's it went away. But so I sent this off, and then a day later, as promised, it came back with the ability to speak my voice with any text that I gave it, which is fucked up. Whoa. And it's super creepy. It's not as good as, like, you wouldn't want my computer voice to read you an audiobook. It's, uh-huh. just not, it's not that good. The word here, word there. But what, it's, what it can do is it can, if I say uh, onomatopoeia, when I mean juxtaposition, I can go and edit the text such that it sounds like in the moment I said one thing when I didn't. Right. Which is pretty freaking crazy and apparently it also will like you can if you're talking and you're sad you can choose a part of your dialogue where you're sad and you really are just feeling low energy and then you can tell it to create the text and the sound in that low energy or if you're really high energy and you're like really excited you can you can tell it to speak as if you were like that just wow what the fuck that's insane isn't it Hello, listener. What you are hearing now is the auto-generated audio from text that I have typed into my editing software at the time of edit. Pretty wild. I think you would agree. That's insane. That's That means it's covered, man. Images and audio, it's covered. That's it. Yep. Reality, so, is, re- reality now is harder and harder to disprove. Reality so much harder to disprove because the evidence... I, I in, in Witness, we had this great discussion and amazing review of the that technique where they're superimposing someone's face into the face of who's talking. What's it called? Uh, it's called deep fakes. Deep fakes. And uh, it was Bill Hader. Yes, where and, he was doing impressions of so uh, recently, Tom Cruise or whatever. Yeah. Recently, there was a video that came across my feed as I was digging into this and into that and into the other looking for some laughs, was best impressions of actors of other actors. And mm-hmm. so they naturally went to Bill Hader. They did not express or explain in any of the commentary, any of the information, that it was that there was any shenanigans going on here. That was this. That that was this technique. Right. And I thought it's already happened that the techno the, the techno reality is taken at face value, right. and one can only be astounded at the fact that when Bill Hader does an impression of Tom Cruise. That he somehow manages to change the way his face looks. <laughs> right. So that he looks like him. 
Yeah. And there's another comic whose name we'll come up with later, who is a big heavy set dude uh, impersonator, real big dude. And he explains on this video that if you want to impersonate somebody, he draws a circle around his face, around his eyes, his nose and his mouth. And he says, it's all right here. If I want to impersonate George Bush, it doesn't matter what else I look like when I look like this. And because of the way he held his eyebrows and his mouth, he looked like George Bush. And it's this it's that kind of it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, listeners won't know that we're actually generating all of this content. You and I both died in 2005. We've generated all of this audio content for people. I have a thing to show you that you haven't seen, I imagine. Remember when I showed you uh, Strange Taxidermy or things like yes. that were hilarious? This is a Twitter account. It is, it is, it's just good. It's funny. Try and figure out how to open your chat. I'm looking right at it. There's nothing there yet. Here it is. Comes. Here it comes. Click on that and scroll through that feed. This is a Twitter feed called Trump's Ties, and they have photoshopped Oh, our, shit. our dear leader and his ties see if you can scroll through that if you can I got the Twitter uh, icon I'm trying to double click on here we go yeah. loading taking time it's loading ho 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 it's loading going slow any time of weather so we all appreciate that Trump has these extra long ties yes and so this Twitter account called Trump's Ties <laughs> Photoshop. Don't double click. Just scroll oh. through the. <laughs> it's, oh mercy! It's just playing around with with Sound the length. One. There must be more. Ties. Well, scroll. Can you scroll? Is there more than one? Can you scroll? Can you scroll? Can you scroll? I know a guy named Danny Scroll. Uh, let me tell you a story about this dude, man. We were yeah. out in a. Okay. Fine. Okay. All right, there's Trump. T I don't have my fucking glasses, which is part of the goddamn problem here. Son of a bitch. I can barely even see the fucking screen, let alone All right. read it. All right, I'm going to double why you think it looks that good. picture. All right, we, 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 you will look at that later. Tell me about the your one, scroll boy. I see the one where he's with an umbrella. <laughs> there's, there's a dude 12 feet behind him carrying his tie. That's plenty to go by. It's quite hilarious. Okay. Tell me your story about your, your Denny scroll by. Oh, so it's Danny Scroll. So we went out into a canyon where there was a, a river da, 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 and da. and a creek, wherever, depending on where you're from, how you describe this body of water moving through what is a shale riverbed. And a where shale the of, its high, of its former self. A shale of its former sail. <laughs> a shale of its former sail. And... When the water's high, the whole shale bottom is full of water. But when the water dries up a bit, you can walk on that shale because it's dry in the sun. And right in the center of that plateau of shale is a place where no matter what is happening with the level of water, the water flows. And so there's a drop down into a fast moving creek mm -hmm. that at the bottom of little waterfalls, there could be a pool that's as much as five or six feet deep. Yep. And it opens up, in, but there's shale everywhere. So when you're near that strip of fast-moving water that might be 12, 15 feet across, you've got 60 to 80 yards of a shale plateau to walk to before you hit the edge of that creek bed yep. and, and go into the woods. And so Danny Scrow, we were out there with a bunch of us, and we were drinking and carrying on and smoking and doing this no. and doing that and walking. And getting in the water and not getting in the water. And Danny saw a promising spot and did the quint quintessential dive look, right, where your hands are praying in front of you and you mm -hmm. just catapult yourself into what essentially was about an eight, eight or ten foot wide mm -hmm. section of the fast-moving mm -hmm. creek. And little did he know I'm getting nervous. that it was only literally about two and a half feet deep. Shit. And he dove so well that his hands hit it first and crumbled, but he landed square center on his forehead 
on the shale bottom of mm. what was an absolutely uh, terrible shallow part of the of the creek. Shallow. It's so shallow. It's shallow. So shallow. It's a shallow part of the shale. Yeah. And and so here's the thing: is huh. as that bump on his head began to grow, Danny Scroll began to look strangely like a unicorn that was budding. That was simply getting ready to burst its skin on its forehead for the horn to pop out right. and become somehow not only relieved from the pain and suffering as a result of diving headfirst into a two and a half foot deep creek, would take them to even ever wonderful places that included twinkle dust and, and rainbows and the sweet smell of raspberries and the trickle trickling of little horse hooves. Right. Little did he know that comfort was coming, but throughout the day, it hadn't got there yet. He was in budding, so to speak, all day long. But the beers were bountiful, and he managed to suppress it. I never... his, his arms and hands weren't injured? It was. Oh. They took a lot of the deceleration in like if an airbag. He wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have. If he had jumped least, like a porpoise with his hands at his sides, it would have been without purpose. God, he would have become an instant unicorn. I, I mean, you know the, or worse. English story, speaking of unicorns and budding, of when I threw a stone at my brother who was hiding behind a tree and kept now, hold on. behind the tree. Hold, hold on. Yes. Tell us the story, Dennis. No. 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 Yes. No. Here comes. And anyway, he would pop his head around the tree, and I timed the popping of the head. Oh, can't hit me with a rock. Ha ha. Sick of his head. But he, had a, he had a rhythm, so you knew that after can't three beats, rock, his... Ha, ha. Can't <sighs> hit me with a rock. I'd throw a rock. Can't hit me with a rock. I'd throw a rock. Can't hit me with a rock. This time I had two rocks. Can't hit me through a rock. Ha ha. Bam. Threw it before. He said, can't hit me. He put his head squarely. Squarely in the target of that stone. He too became a budding unicorn. I've never told the story quite that way, but you might have heard it before. No, that's. Uh, you have to be unpredictable when you're drawing fire. Yes. That's why they run zigzag. But the zigzagging can't be zigzag like some even tempo between two horizontal lines. No, they got to be zigzag, 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 zigzag. More like a lightning bolt. Right. As opposed to a, a stitch in yarn. Exactly. Just like our banter on this recording. Banter. Where I say you're one thing. Sell, oh, you're going to sell you talk over me. And then we go back and forth. Huh. Hey. And you say something hey, else. Hey. And I talk over you. So interviews with Damien Lewis which turned up that he was, I had only understood immediately prior to the interview that he was British, but I'd never heard him speak in his natural Isn't that accent. weird? And it was striking that not only was he certainly British, but when he came out with his sport coat collar turned up and his polo shirt underneath it with the collar turned up and his hair kind of longish and kind of swept back, he looked... Very British. And it was interesting, in a little bit of time I had to look at it, to hear the accent. I want to I want to look at it some more. I want to hear him talk, as he does, I'm sure, within this hour, of the amazing work he did in Homeland, which is astounding. Yeah, it's so weird when almost never are there American actors that do British accents, and then you're surprised that... Oh, really? They're American? But so often there are British actors. The most salient to me is Hugh Laurie, Dr. House. Yes. Yeah. Who did six seasons of Dr. House as the most American accent, the Ever. most perfect American accent. And then he shows up on a talk show and he's, oh, blind me. And it's so wild. And then I went back and learned that he had this history of this sketch comedy show. Are you familiar with a you, bit of Fry and Lori? I, I am because you made me in episode number you know, seven. Or seven. Huh, no, I guess. Probably before that. But they, so I've long been a fan of Stephen Fry 
who was the host of a TV show that I love called QI in Britain. And the fact that they two were their own little two-man Monty Python, after Monty Python, of course, but riffing off of that, doing their little sketch comedy thing, was after being a super fan of Dr. House, going and discovering right. that, that it's like learning that your uncle and your and your seventh grade teacher do this little thing on the side where they get together and they make videos or something. It's weird that two people that I knew in their own context had a thing before that they were really good at. And I don't know, it would, it's fun too. I still get a kick out of those videos. Well, because... Hugh, Laurie's, Hugh Laurie's also sings well, uh, and he, in his, an American piano. accent. Okay, so this brings up a point of can the British sing in a British accent? Because yes. Dave Clark Five. The the Beatles surely don't. John None. Lennon does. Uh, tell me a song where the Beatles sing in a British accent. Maybe they rhyme with maybe they rhyme with um, like I know of a song where the band Oasis rhymes. John was quizzical, studied for his physical. Again. That's a bitch annoyed. Yeah, but yeah, but that's... gets annoyed at the shoulder so. Uh oh, oh. She tells Max to stay when the class has gone away, so he waits behind, writing fifty times. I must not be so. Uh oh, oh. And as the teacher turns her back on the boy, he creeps up from behind. Bang, bang, Max, where she will hammer clean down upon her head. Ba-da, ba-da. Yeah, there you, you go. If you try to do, you can accomplish that. I didn't. No, I didn't try. I was mimicking. I didn't. The, I wasn't. You line? can listen to it. You can put it in the show notes. Very British. Uh, we all live in yeah, submarine. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> a submarine. A yeah, submarine. Yeah. I so I had the most wonderful magical moment. Back in, I want to guess, 2002, when I had just moved to England, and we took a trip up to Scotland, and we were staying in this little B&B in Podunksville, Scotland, and we drove a mile to the nearest pub, and we were there in the pub, me and some Spaniards, and we were there sitting in the pub, and there was this, there was this musician there that was playing in the pub that night on a Saturday night or whatever, a local. And they, and he led us in this, the, he led us, he led the whole pub in this song of Yellow Submarine. But he did it in a way where he was like, you know, and he said, and where do we live? And and everyone in the, in the audience responded, Yellow Submarine. And where do we live in Yellow Submarine? It was just this beautiful, like we all knew the lyrics and it was yeah, very right, much a participatory right. uh, experience of singing along in this way that we've beer, all had concerts beers, like that and, and, and we had beers and scotches and stuff and it was it was lovely have you had a boiler maker where you take a big mug of beer and you drop within it a shot glass full of whiskey and then you chug it all down i have done a similar thing we called it something else Boilermaker is what I, what we call it. It's serious shit. Yeah, I don't. You got to be careful that the shot glass doesn't chip your teeth. So if I had, would I recall? I think I have chugged a beer with a scotch with a glass in it, but I don't recall what it was. <laughs> you tried to chug a beer with a beer bottle stuck in the glass and chipped your tooth in the beer bottle. Yeah. I don't, I don't have firm evidence that such a thing has happened. And the night is young, so. The night is but a puppy, <laughs> wagging its tail, and licking your well. Here you go again. <laughs> the next your you want fingers, to talk about your your, your sodden, sweat-soaked underthings. I want you to quit deviating. I don't know what's going on. Here you go. Squirming around your fucking chair again. The, the puppy gets under there. I don't have a puppy, but. Oh, yeah. but you have a puppy tail. You have a little puppy tail. Oh, that's a good boy. That's Who's a, a good, good boy? boy. Yeah. That's a good dog. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you am. Yes, you am. Yeah, yeah. 
So, should we say a word or two about the Supreme Court? Oh, gosh. I have never... Glorious RBG. So, I woke up on the weekend, and on the weekend, God, that's such a British thing. I woke up on Saturday or Sunday, I guess it was. That would be the weekend. Yeah. And... I was having breakfast with my wife on, on our balcony. We had some nice coffee, and I got a notification on my watch, and I looked at it, and I said, fuck. And she said, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I said, uh, this, the, our only chance at holding a Supreme Court seat. And she said, oh, yeah, I got up early, and I read all that. <laughs> she had already read all, all of the news, and but she didn't really she didn't understand. understand she didn't understand just how important our BG which is hard yeah. for me to say because in my line of work, we say RGB, red, blue, green, as the colors that we display things on screens with. But wow. anyway. That's an interesting little uh, anecdote there. Yeah. Red, uh, green, blue. It's the passing of an icon with a, a, a posthumous statement of hope. Yep. And the overwhelming outpouring of majority of the population will not deter them. And there was a show with an interview from a, a congressman who, Durbin, Congressman Durbin, who's in charge of the, he's the Democratic House leader, I believe, of the committee that will be looking at judicial appointments. Mm-hmm. He's in the Senate, so he's in the minority, Senator Durbin. And and he was interviewed to answer the question, what, if anything, could Democrats do? And mm-hmm. I missed it. But I'll say it later, but my thinking is not much. Constitution's clear. President names, Senate confirms. Did you see the thing that was going around everywhere that morning where Lindsey Graham was professing four years ago when they blocked Merrick Garland from being placed on the court, where he said, look, I think that in the, in the fourth year of a presidency, be it the eighth year as a lame duck or the fourth year, and we don't really know. I think we should not appoint anyone to the Supreme Court, and you can use these words against me, and I suspect that someone will use these words against me. Like, he said all of these things. He said, I think that as a policy of the GOP is we should not ever appoint a Supreme Court justice in the fourth year of any presidency ever. And history will judge me for what I'm saying right now. Like It's like he, he had this prescience of being able to see yeah. that this would happen. And what to say now? I don't, no one has inter- I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Uh-huh. But this is the clip from four years ago where he was saying... It doesn't matter. It doesn't of course matter. it doesn't. The facts don't matter. It's, no. it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, and because... the, this is my guess, is that short of protests, short of protests that are overwhelming, more so than the protests that are there now, short of that, short of a campaign of communication to senators of the unacceptability beyond the liberal base or even the independent base amongst conservative Republicans who are supporting Trump still to the 87th percentile. That short of a protest, that will not be stopped. So and the only thing I can tell you is maybe John Roberts will chime in. Did I hear that Trump did a Biden move and he promised to appoint a female justice? Have you heard this? I didn't hear that, but I heard it was suggested that he should. But okay. I didn't hear that he said it. I I recall seeing that he had it's said it. Smart, he will. Not that saying anything means anything when it comes out of that mouth, but I don't know. That pouty fucking mouth. You know you should love be it. fucking masked. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> so since we've spoken, hold on. Holy shit. That's three's a charm, man. Dong. There'd be a lot of it. There'd be a lot of it. Whoa! Look out now. Elephant on the loose. Stamping. Look out, boys. That elephant's coming crashing down the jungle path. All right. Since we spoke, I have checked out that TV show that you have recommended from Showtime called Circus. 
or the circus. Ah, yes. And I'm a I'm a couple weeks behind. Like I just watched the Democratic convention, and now I was watching the Republican convention. So I'm a couple weeks behind, and from our recording, which is a couple weeks behind, further from the release of these. But it's travel, man. It strikes. We got when we're talking. We got to be thinking about what what we said, when we said it, and when the world will hear it. Right. Whether they care or not, we know they won't. And so, what do we do about it? We just but say whatever. How are you doing selling goods and products and services? You got hats? Are we selling hats? The the ha- the, the, the Happy Hour hats are selling like hotcakes. No, no. But hold on. Going back to to what I was saying. Don't talk about merchandise yet. I find it very. I feel the bias towards Biden. It's super strong, but. I, it also scratches my itch of, man, I really want to see a documentary about what we're going through right now. And it scratches because it, it feels so documentary in, in that genre. And so forthright and clearly spoken with just enough of the personalities of the three, oh, three people. people doing the interviews who are fabulous at what they do. Four, I agree. actually. And, and what I love about it is that you understand both as a group where they love what they love to eat and what they love to drink and now okay. when it when it went virtual what they each are ordering to eat or drink because in the episodes pre-covid when they were meeting they would meet and eat an interview so i haven't seen those in the, in the best well-known famous restaurant of the town whether it was charleston south right. carolina or seattle washington or san francisco whatever at one of those places that's the talk of the town where you just know it's the best food and they would show the food and the drinking and they would show them enjoying the fuck out of it while they were talking. Okay, that and explains it, a lot. And clipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lately, not so much at all, in fact. They're because they're all Right, because I've, I've only seen post-COVID and... Oh, you haven't gone back far enough. No, yeah, I'm, but I, why would I? It seems so... Like you said, historic accounting. Yeah, yeah. But... It, it, Invaluable for that. I have, Way back. I have all that time in my hands, but it feels you like they. It feels. It feels like they're talking. Fun. They're having these video. They're having these phone calls, with, this lovely food in front of them, and they're never eating. Like they they go and they order this food, and then they just sit and talk, because oh, obviously you, you can't record you can't record a discussion. There's a reason that that we're not eating a bucket of mm, chicken wings while we're doing our podcast because that would be gross what do you mean i just i've been doing all night yeah but like it's this footage of them sitting there at a restaurant with food in front of them and then that's all it is presumably after 30 or 40 minutes or an hour of recording then they actually eat it or something but i don't know it's it's, it feels like fake my memory of those episodes are that they were edited to include the eating and the drinking but i'm I hope that my memory isn't select, but I've seen every episode. Okay. So that may be the difference. You may not have dug deep enough, but it, you're going at this, I must say, in a little bit of a haphazard way, just joining in the middle of it instead of going back. You said yourself you thought it was important from a historical perspective and a, a, a videographic a recording uh, codification historical. of a historical, historic, historical, uh, fanatical. Which look. is why, if you're hearing this, you need to go back to episode one. <laughs> one? Well, episode two was when Dennis cut his wrist, where he slit his wrist because he was so depressed at starting a podcast. Oh, don't say that. And <laughs> that was episode you two. Use your, use your new editing capability to say, instead of slit his wrist, say, he sang a large tune. <laughs> you could do that, right? He had a quick tryst. No. <laughs> no. Don't tell his wife. No. no. So, <laughs> you know what? One of the one of the puns you told me that I've repeated again and again oh, no. is the one, and I gotta say, it's, I know it's repetitious, but I love it. Where, where he says, "My wife is leaving me." She says, "I'm paranoid." Oh wait, she just went to get a cup of coffee. <laughs> yep. There is. I, I say that again and again. It's good. It's good. God, that and the that and the the 
My wife shaved her eyebrows and painted them high in her head. When I told her she looked odd, she looked surprised. Yeah. Those <laughs> two of my favorites. And episodes, there's at least six episodes where I mention them. is gone and the scotch in my new flask look at this sucker man you know what I like about this oh it looks like it's in an oil <laughs> is that a stopper on the top of that it's a stopper my word glass stopper don't here's stop me you, though here's to you bro a little uh, hmm. oh gosh I have some other news to share with you if you still have time sure so I lost the battle against the preliminary battle against COVID my sixth graders teacher told us look if you don't send your kid to class she's not part of the class and I won't do anything for her and if you want your kid to be in school as a student you have to take them to school and that was enough to push over all of the weight against me. So my kids have started going to school. Oh, my word. Today was the first day. Oh, my word. So far, we aren't sick? No. Well, just every day, man. Prayers so, every day. And so far, there's not a huge explosion in cases in the town. And the school is doing everything that they can, and they're doing all the things. But it seems... I don't know. Maybe we will get lucky, and it won't be a the disaster that I imagine. But we'll see. There'll be a percentage, and the percentage will either be at acceptable or unacceptable levels. Indeed. And because the powers that be haven't exactly drawn that line in the sand, it's likely to be shifting, and likely uh, an exclamation point at some point. It isn't going to take a lot of people getting sick, and anybody dying, for there to be an outrageous dissonance. That and God help us that it doesn't happen and hope so. And the odds are great that it would be someone else's kid or grandparents, but it's known factors. And like you said, what do kids do? They jostle, right? They push, they laugh, they run. Are you going to work that out of them? What are this regiment suddenly going to take over the minds and souls and bodies of fucking eight year olds and nine year olds? Hmm. It's and if so, what does it do to their psyche? To be completely encaptured and, and covered with a goddamn fucking flower pot to be able to breathe, but don't go outside the perimeters and yep. be worried about this and know that there's stuff in the air and and all the regimentation as opposed to what can happen at home. And without the fear. There's no fear. But the or a, a micro a, a, a micrometer of fear. Yes, a micrometer of fear. That's might be the title. The So I can see why the government wants to encourage everyone to take their kids to school so that the parents can be productive economy participants and also earn money and pay taxes and stuff. But uh, it's like, at what cost? And the teachers, at least here, are doing zero extra effort they what do you mean beyond their extra effort to do it they, no they're they're going to school but if someone chooses to not send their kids to school right. then they are they are not going to do any effort to address those children does that make sense to, to you does it make sense to me is there exceptions to this rule I, How about I a child who's got uh, extenuating <clears throat> health conditions? In his exactly, house? exactly. So that's one of the things that we, like, that seems if there's a child that has asthma or something, maybe they should not be attending school, and maybe the teacher should be attending, doing extra work for them to send and them. so, yes or no? No, as far as I can tell. That there's nothing be. happening. That in my kids' classes, it doesn't seem like there are any of those kids. Oh, so therefore. But but they're so they're still there for. But the principal said that if any child has any COVID in their family, in their immediate family, then they should not 
then they should stay at home, in which case the teacher should do work to make them okay so being at home. So would be the exceptions to the rule. But what happens then, obviously, if a and child... Also, but they're also not, like, asking for proof of that. If a child goes to school, is known to be uh, asymptomatic, therefore is held back from school, then the school would therefore say, ah, now you continue to be our student. That's inconsistent, of course, with a policy right. on the front end of not making exceptions, which I, I think probably they do. Now, I don't know enough about the legal system in Spain to be able to speak. I, I'm of the mind that it's a, huh? No, not I'm not even in... casually aware of it. But I had heard, I think, more tending toward totalitarian, authoritarian, mm -hmm. certainly, mm -hmm. government. So uh, it's it, it, so if there is one case in the whole school, I'm taking my kids out. And if the teachers want to say, I don't know, it's it's a dilemma that we haven't faced before. It's the horns of a dilemma. Oh, 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 oh. Lord, deliver me from this post. Oh, oh. I can't make a good decision. Oh, Lord, I think I am lost. Help me make my life's decisions. Help me, Lord, for this I pray. If you help me this time, Jesus. Baby Jesus. Yeah. Baby Jesus needs to help us. Smoking Jesus. Smoking baby Jesus. Continue. You will always make my day. Don't, 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 don't. Baby Jesus. See you next week, bro. Smoking, Smoking. Okay, that does it for episode number 77. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 077. If you'd like to help us make this show, you can go to patreon.com slash happyhour and buy us a round. We would both very much appreciate that. And just be good out there. The election's coming up. Please vote if you're an American. And we'll see you next week.